one. And we are now live, fellas. Cheers for coming on. Oh, it's good My to man. see you, brother. How's uh, how's things your end, Paulie? Good. Good, man. Staying busy. I got a couple of uh, guys fighting this weekend. Uh, Amateur fight, a uh, guy fighting for a title. Then I got one of my guys fighting uh, his first pro fight. So I love building these guys up from the ground, you know, me and the other coaches and just seeing them be successful, man. It makes you feel great. So I'm Sweet. stoked for those guys. Sweet. So, Paulie, uh, viewers obviously know all about you from previous episodes coming on, which I always love having you on, man, full of knowledge. Um, but today we're here with one of your guys, Jordan Young. So, Jordan, for those that don't know who you are, tell them about yourself and background and if they don't know they need to get to know do you get what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> most definitely uh so pretty much um i'm a 23 year old uh i'm nine and oh currently four and oh on bellator over the last year and a half and uh, i'm definitely gonna make waves in the sport of mma and uh definitely in some other areas of life too so you know definitely keep an eye out for me <clears throat> So how did you get into MMA and then how did you get signed for Bellator? Like what was your sort of, what's your story going up? Yeah, honestly, you know, uh, I was um, in high school. I was playing some other sports, nothing too serious. You know, I was talented at football and uh, I was getting some looks. But, um, you know, honestly, as when I was like a sophomore, my mom had a connection in Las Vegas for uh, like a furniture department and, uh, and a vehicle. So I went out there for the summer and... Uh, I got some really good training in at a high-level gym. It was uh, Vandalay Silva's gym at the time. There were some real good fighters there. And uh, at the end of that summer, I just kind of realized that, um, you know, there was an avenue to make some money there for me. So I just stayed consistent growing up. And, um, you know, I turned pro. And uh, that was in my hometown of Des Moines, Iowa. And I was able to build myself up and uh, stay successful and get to a point to where I was able to move out. And, uh, you know, I was staying in, like, California and then Arizona a little bit. And then I ended up moving to South Florida. And once I got there, I ended up getting my first management. And they landed me in Bellator. And the rest is uh, history from there. Man, that uh, sounds like a fairy tale. Do you know what I mean? Just, like, working your way up, getting through, landing the dream. Was there anything, like, ever <laughs> mentally where you thought maybe you weren't going to make it or... Uh, sort of get to that top level and get signed or did you kind of always know in yourself like this is what I'm you know people use the word destiny like destined for yeah you know I knew I was going to be a fighter I never had no like uh, no issues or like setbacks that had me questioning whether it was for me <clears throat> other than like you know starting out in the sport the money is not the greatest I've always done well making sure I've been in a good position with uh, promotions and with, <clears throat> with my numbers on my deals but uh you know, I, of course, you know, I could, there's more money to be made, you know what I mean? Especially when you're at the lower level. So there's always that, you know, I'd say that was, has been the biggest challenge. It's just been, uh, you know, having to stay content at certain areas in your career when you, you want so much more. But, uh, you know, I made it through that period. And, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about that pretty much. Now everything is, you know, everything's great, but I built it up to that. It's not by chance. So, Paulie, what's your view on um, what's your views as on Jordan as a as a fighter, like coming up? What 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 you what did I, you know what I mean? What are your yeah. views on him? Yeah, so uh, Jordan, you know, I've been I've been in the game for a quarter of a century now. So Jordan is one of those guys that uh, for sure stands out. Uh, he treats himself like a business, and I like that. You know, I mean, he's a fighter. You know, he, he looks at kind of all aspects of the game. Uh, you heard before we came on that. Uh, 
he was out working at another gym. And I love it. I love when the guys go out and find and learn things. But, you know, uh, the guy sounded like a really good coach, gave him some uh, information, and, you know, Jordan uh, learned it, videoed some drills, and he's going to bring it home and rep it. He understands the learning process. Um, but one of his biggest strengths, I don't even know if I've talked to him about it, is his self-efficacy. There's a, there's a lot of research on self-efficacy, and self-efficacy is your belief in your ability to accomplish a task. And uh, it's the biggest uh, predictor of success across any field, that you believe in yourself. Um, I've had fighters that have been excellent fighters. They had mad skills. I mean, just amazing in the gym. Uh, but they had that doubt, right? But they might have been the best guy in the gym, but it didn't translate into the actual fight. Jordan knows he's the best. He knows that no matter how far he's behind on the cards, and he's never behind on the cards, he's, he's finishing everybody. But he always knows that he'll win. When he steps into anywhere, like, he knows he's the man. And, uh, you know, for good reason. He'll spar for, you know, 10 rounds and not get hit one time with a significant punch. I mean, I mean we're talking about the highest level pros here. So, uh, Ben, this guy is the real deal. And uh, I'm excited for him. But his belief and his ability is really what keeps him exceptional. So, Jordan, where do you see yourself in sort of one to two years in the sort of the fight game? Are you always going to be... Uh, with Bellator, are you ever planning to move over to the UFC world? Like, what's what's your sort of what do you what have you, you prepped for yourself? You know, I got I got I always sit back and like to uh, look at the whole scene and then plot my moves out. You know, my career can go in many different directions because I love options and um, I love to explore them and uh, create them. So, um, you know, I, I definitely see myself um getting gold around my waist whether this be in the promotion i'm in now or in a different promotion you know what i mean i think that uh the next couple fights are very important and um i think that i'm gonna end this year out with one more fight and go into next year in good position like i have the last few years and i'm gonna plot my moves out as i always do so i i have no exact answer for that but i do have ideas in my head you know what i mean yeah, so he see again. Jordan's a businessman. He he's smart. He has a contract. You know, he's got to see where he's at when that contract's up. Um, my hope for him is that uh, you know I hope that uh, Bellator is smart enough to keep him around. I'm sure they're going to want to and that they're going to pay him right. Um, and and there's a reason behind it. My background is in coaching and leadership, and uh, I've heard uh, a bit about the leadership behind both the UFC and Bellator. I was very pleased to hear how Bellator led and managed their employees. Um, they really seem to have a strong culture, and uh, and I appreciate that. Um, whereas what I've heard about the UFC is that the culture can be kind of cutthroat. Uh, people are working out of fear, and uh, I don't like that at all. So I, you know, I want to see good company, uh, get good things, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, they'll they'll stay behind Jordan and give him what he deserves. So yeah, I mean, with the UFC, obviously there are, is some. I mean, you've got that, like, Brock Lesnar shit going on at the moment with DC. Like, it's kind of turning a bit WWE to sell some tickets. And I know, I don't, I don't really like that idea. Like, it's a fighting sport. Like, let's keep it that way rather than, hey, like, let's put on this big charade for the fans. Like, in my opinion, Stipe should be getting another shot at DC. He's broke records, been the champion for fucking, you know, so long. And yet they're like, yeah, don't worry, Stipe, you lost. Like, Brock Lesnar's coming back. You know, he's only been 
doped up to his eyeballs and shit. <laughs> He's still banned, but hey, let's let's sell this fight. So um, the UFC is a bit shady sometimes and maybe doesn't treat, you know, it favours certain people and so on. And that's just from me, from an outsider, I have no like inside knowledge and I can see it clear as day that there's certain fighters and stuff that get favoured, whereas maybe Bellator's a little bit different with kind of that they respect the people that are going to bring in the money um, you sell yourself, you know, I don't really know the ins and outs of how it works there, but based on what I see, it seems a bit more of like a employee friendly company, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 It definitely seems like the, the ax gets swung down a lot less than Bellator. You know what I mean? People get beheaded in the, in the UFC after shows, you know what I mean? Whether that be fighters or coaches, whatever the case may be, people get crucified. So I definitely know what you're saying right there. Mm. Yeah. When, when... I think, uh, and I agree with you about the uh, the Brock Lesnar thing. Like, I mean, I, I like entertainment, you know, but I I look at you know promotions like uh, the UFC. I mean, that should be like the NBA, the NFL, you know, National Baseball League. It should be like the premier uh, company in the sport, and uh, you know that those kind of fights that they're talking about should be put on in other shows, you know. So I think it compromises the integrity of MMA, you know, mm. it's entertainment, it's fun, but not there. And to your point, like, you know, the, the wrong guys are getting the fights, right? You know, not the people that deserve it. And you want to see, you know, for again, for the integrity of MMA, you want to see the fighters that deserve to get a fight, get the fight. And, you know, if they want to make those crazy shows like in Pride, I used to love Pride, man. It was fun watching that stuff. Let that happen there, man. Let's see, you know, I want to, I, I don't want to see the MMA, uh, you know, compromised in that way. Yeah, I mean, it's strange because obviously it's a growing sport, like it's growing fans like every day around the world. It's, you know, it's a global sport. And that's because people want to see the best fighters fight each other who have earned it and built their way up. Not, you know, say, for example, Jordan, who won one fight and he's like, yeah, man, I can sell tickets. I'm going for the title. And then, you know, he hasn't got, you know, no offense. Like you might not have the quality and you're fighting the guy with the belt. You know, you haven't earned it. And everyone's like, what's going on here? And you're thinking, oh, they just want to make money, you know? And you think, and as a fan, for me, I'm like, well, kind of know the result. Like, what's the point in even purchasing the fucking circus show ticket? Do you know what I mean? Like, the the, the quality kind of goes amiss that you're you're going to see the quality of the show, the sport, or whatever. It kind of goes downhill. Yeah. It waters down. It trickles. It trickles down for sure. But, you know, every... every Every promotion has their, their problems. Something that I was going to add in is that I'm, something I'm really impressed with with Bellator is that they seem to be making a lot of moves at the right time. Like, you know, you got stuff going on with the UFC, uncertainty, different things going on, and then Bellator comes out and does, uh, I think it's a 10-man welterweight tournament. That's huge, you know what I mean? They already have the heavyweight tournament. These tournaments are big, you know what I mean? And then they're throwing, like, these big-name fighters in, and then they got Ed Ruth in there, like a, a up-and-comer. So that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to you know those those tournament matchups. So yeah, they got. I mean, they were in Italy now. You know, they're in the the UK. You know, they're definitely making some smart moves, man. So I, you know, I think they'll continue to build. And uh, you know, they they've been getting behind uh, Jay, and again, you know, for good reason. You know, the, obviously somebody has a good eye. Scott Cooker's been in the business for a long time, so uh, they, you know, they, you know, game recognizes game, and they recognize Jay's game. So that's good. So. Jordan, when did you kind of know that you wanted to be an MMA fighter? Obviously, did you just come out and then you was like, right, gloves on, like, let's go? Or was there a stage in your life where you thought, this is this sport's for me? 
you know, my mom is a big part of the reason why I'm not where I'm at because when I was younger, she uh, she definitely, when I like started messing around with MMA, she was already a fan of the sport, watching the fights, and um, she definitely pushed me to go in that direction. And, um, you know, she supported me all the way throughout. So it made it easier to stick with that and not go get a job, you know what I mean? Not go do certain things and focus on just the game. So since I was like 16 years old, I haven't had a job. You know what I mean? The focus has been MMA. So I was trained as a professional at 6, 7, and 18. I'm able to go pro. I stayed amateur, I think, uh, until 19. And then 19 turned pro. And was already like truly a professional. No ifs, ands, or buts about which direction my career was going to go in. So I definitely um, knew as a teenager what I was going to do. But uh, the support system around me is what's able to allow me to root myself hmm. in the in the sport and really put all my eggs in one basket because I didn't go to college or you know it was high school and then it was I right, cool now we in the gym you know what I mean with nothing in there. so it's always been that way for me. Jay's family's behind him, man. You know, like. His girl comes to the gym with him, spends time. His uh, his mother and his brother come out and spend time. Uh, they cook for him, you know, pre-fight. It's it's pretty cool, man. You know, he rolls with a deep team and has a lot of people supporting him, man. But he has good family support. So that's another thing that helps accelerate performance, you know. You got the right people around him. It's always a, always a good thing to have, man, is like rather than people kind of feeding you negativity, like, Man, you're not gonna make it here. Like, go work in fucking McDonald's, man. You need to start earning some money and paying some rent. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of guys deal with that, especially when they're they're still in their hometown. You know what I mean? I bust, I burst out of the hometown like young, so there wasn't any much anybody could say to me. And now I definitely turn a point in uh, not just my career but my life. Now I've really let go of. Uh, I just don't care anymore. You know what I mean? I'm already mm. successful and uh, it's only going to get better. And a lot of people aren't going to like what's going to happen just because not everybody in life uh, gravitates towards success and uh, is motivated by it. Some people shy away from it and get, you know, negative towards it and see their own doubts. So, uh, you know, I feel, you know, when I was just out there in Las Vegas, I had a really good time and uh, I just, I turned the corner mentally. So I'm excited for what's next in my career people are going to be uh watching seeing little clips and be like hey man i used to know that guy <laughs> went to school with him like hitting you nah, up on dm I, I left these people in the dust a long time ago brother <laughs> it's already happening man <laughs> so uh paulie how have you helped jordan improve as a fighter well you know i remember when i said that he was uh, his own businessman you know uh jay he reached out to me on his own you know like there's a lot of fighters that are you know, uh, ATT is a big gym, you know, and, uh, you know, they got a handful of coaches and uh, he's surrounded by some amazing coaches. You know, he died. Davis works with him on his boxing and Roger Crawl working on his kickboxing. Mike Brown, his MMA, his grappling, his wrestling, Steve Mako. I mean, this guy's got a star of the cast. And uh, but it's over a year ago now, he reached out to me uh, and said, you know, hey, you know, I heard some things about you. I'd like for you to work with me. So, uh, you know, I know that a lot of guys are working with him in different areas. So uh, I began working with him on what I call long range striking, trying to help him capitalize on his height and his reach, um, you know, putting a very specific element to his game. And he already had deep skills, you know, so rather than teach him a whole bunch of new things, it's really about kind of creating some really strong habits that are going to help him and everything else that he does. So, you know, basic footwork, getting him to, you know, relax his shoulders, 
getting him to, uh, you know, just uh, recognize uh, countering opportunities for him. So, uh, you know, again, I, I've actually had him go with guys and uh, only let Jay throw a jab, and nobody is not being hit. And I'm talking about high-level guys here. So, uh, you know, that's primarily what we work on, and that way there's not like, uh, you know, there's not overlap or there's not – conflict and what one coach is showing and mom showing him, you know, it's very specific what I'm doing. And, you know, Daya works a lot with his uh, boxing, uh, you know, his mid-range game is what I call. So, uh, man, he's really getting it from all angles in the right way. And he just went out again to Vegas. And uh, one of the, you know, the coach gave him some good drills to work on. He's bringing that back. Uh, he's got video. We're going to add that piece of his game. So this guy's he's doing it all right, man. He's, he's smart. Yeah, I, I want to add on and, and answer that question, too, you know, and tell you how uh, Coach Pauly has, uh, you know, helped my game out because I think that, uh, you know, I have a good read on it. You know, he uh, I read his articles on um, Bloody Elbow, I think. Yeah, Bloody Elbow. So I peeped a couple articles and I was like, OK, this guy's smart. You know what I mean? He's looking at the game a little bit differently than some, some of these other coaches because he's breaking things down. Uh, you know, some coaches focus on their area, just boxing or whatever. Maybe he was talking about a lot of different things. So I was like, okay, his knowledge is there. And then I saw he was working with some guys in the gym. So I reached out and, uh, like he said, we definitely work on, um, capitalizing on, on my size and my, and my reach. And, uh, you know, he has some really good tactics as well. Um, that extend past just the long range game. And, uh, it's good to have a coach on your team that, that is involved just past, uh, you know, the workout. He wants to make sure the weight's good during camp. He wants to know, you know, what's going on, you know, anything I can do for you, any advice, anything like this. So, you know, it's good to have coaches that are involved, you know, most definitely. Mm. So who's your, um, who's going to be your next opponent? Have you got any ideas who you're coming for next? Have you called anyone out? Like, do I get the doubt? Do I get the scoop? You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm uh I'm I'm relaxing right now. Like uh, I'm I'm definitely ready to go back into camp. I'm in really good shape. I didn't take my foot off the brake at all after this fight. I stayed healthy. My body fat percentage is really low. Um, I'm feeling good. So I definitely am ready to get back in and fight. I would I would like to fight in September, or October. Um, my management knows that, and they're a really good management team. So we'll see what comes of that in the coming weeks. Um, as far as uh, who I'd like to fight, I don't. You know, it's whatever. I'm looking to uh, get in there and do my thing. And, uh, you know, like I said, I have something plotted out. I have a really nice plan laid out for myself. So I'm just sticking to it. And, uh, you know, I think that um, really soon you guys will see a, a, a matchup that you guys can be excited about. And um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, he when listen, when he says he didn't take his foot off the gas, that is no lie. Uh, you know, we learned a lot in this, his last performance. And uh, as soon as he came to the back, him and Mike Brown right away were drilling an error. And he f corrected the error right away. Uh, we, we got stuck uh, an extra day in California, had a long flight back, but that didn't deter him. Monday, he was back in the gym again, getting right back on it. I mean, he's hungry, man. He is hungry, and he's doing it. He's, he's doing it right. He's got a goal, and he's behaving day to day in a way that's helping him reach that goal. So it's, it's fantastic. I tell you, I tell you, they, they fucked up and gave the wrong young nigga money. Let me tell you, I done touched a little bit of money and, and uh, it's the sky's the limit from there. You know what I mean? I, I uh, like I said, I've turned the corner. So, you know, I know that if I focus, I can make all the money that there's to make in the sport. So that's what I plan to do. So how did you two 
kind of cross paths in the end? Like, how did you get working together? What's the story there? I mean, he just reached, he just messaged me, said, yo, I, you know, read about you, you know, read an article about you. Let's work. And I was down at the gym. I think I was working with Brad Pickett or, you know, somebody down there. And uh, we just started working, you know, right away. I don't, I don't try to do like show mitts or anything. I go right down to late. Let's, let's get the fundamentals right. You know, just a couple of basic things that I wanted to work on with him. And, uh, you know, he uh, hung in there because that stuff's not fun. It's boring. You know, nobody wants to work on that crap, you know. But as I said, this guy, you know, he gets it. He's, he's putting the work in where he needs to put the work in. So, so it slid into your DMs. <laughs> it's sliding in. <laughs> nah, it was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was Facebook. You know, the old people use Facebook. I use <laughs> Facebook Messenger. <laughs> yeah, you hurt my feelings about that. And Bellator, the old people use Facebook. I didn't even know that. Is that true? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're on Facebook, aren't you? No, no, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I'm gone. I'm too cool for that shit now. <laughs> I'm too cool. I'm too cool. So, um, Paulie, how are you planning to currently help uh, Jordan progress? Like, what things are you looking to do to help him improve now? Because obviously, I know he's young, young, you know, he's probably not the complete article yet. Are there any things you're looking to put in place to try and help yeah, him we, up the game. We, we took a look at some of his, uh, for me, it's about, so you can, you can develop somebody's skills, right? So, uh, so there's skill development and then there's transfer of skills into the actual fight. So Jay's got a pretty good package, man. There's a lot of things he can do, uh, a lot of skills in his, in his repertoire, but now we got to get, uh, to, we want to transfer most of those into the actual fight because he, you know, to me, what I, what I've seen, he's only shown one third of, what he has, maybe a quarter of what he has to offer in a fight. So the MMA world is going to be hurting, man. There's so much more. So I'll be focused on taking everything that's in his bag and getting him to apply that in the actual fight. So uh, that's, that's what we're looking at. I love that. It's just not in like, yeah, man, that's, that's what we do. The coach tells me I get it done. It's all good. How did, Jordan, how did you go about sort of the, um, cause obviously you won your last fight like via submission and obviously um what kind of thought processes were going through your head in that round where did you know kind of that you was going to win that way or did you just kind of let it unfold and it was just there for the taking it was one of those frustrating things because i'm a better fighter than him he was just killing time you know what i mean uh i of course i got to get my back up off the cage but uh it was a situation where i sucked my back to the cage and like you're just holding on to my legs anybody else is going to let go you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not able to suck me off the cage. You're not advancing. You're not passing. You're not punching me. You didn't do a single thing. You didn't do any damage. So it was one of those things where I knew that he took me down once and then twice in the third round after he stalled me the whole second round. So then at that point, I know I'm behind. And it's one of those annoying things because I'm behind on bullshit, not like, you know what I mean? This guy's not beating my ass. You know what I'm saying? I, I walked out of that fight with not a single issue it was like not a mark it was like sparring on the following tuesday because i sparred the tuesday after the fight it was way tougher than than that uh that uh no excuse me i took a week I, I i was training but i didn't spar that tuesday i took a week off sparring and then i came back and sparred and that sparring session that i had the first sparring session back was tougher than the fight for sure he didn't do anything so like i was gonna say though it was a frustrating thing like i'm behind without actually in my opinion losing the fight so it was uh, satisfying to get that that victory, and um, Mike Brown said something that stuck with me after the fight, which was, uh, 
you know, I got the learning experience of a loss, you know what I mean, without taking the loss. My record is still um, undefeated, and, uh, you know, I'm blessed for that. And he also said winners, the real winners, the greatest fighters always find a way, and that's what you did. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So what do you think kind of went wrong for you there, like in the sense of, because you said like you was behind, like losing, you was thinking, what is going on? And you you know, you're standing there, you're looking at yourself, you're like, and this guy ain't even fucking hurting me. I'm not cut. I'm not, I'm not even bothered. Was it just like getting going, switching on, or was it? I, it was cool. I, I won the first round effortlessly. I stopped all the takedowns. I was, I didn't get touched. I was touching him up. Uh, <laughs> second round, he took me down. He landed one takedown. In the second round so total in the fight he landed three takedowns i stopped five of eight i believe that's the numbers so it's not like you know what i mean this guy's throwing me around mm. you know what I mean? and so second round he got one takedown like i said i sucked my back to the wall i feel there was other fights that got stood up at points in their fight you know what i mean my fight got left there on the cage he didn't do any damage if you go back and look he literally was holding me i threw more strikes than he did with the elbows and the, and the short punches so um, I think that a mistake I made was talking to the ref. Like, uh, you know, he's not doing anything. I say something to the ref. It's like if I go into somebody's job and tell them how they need to do the job. Mm. And the ref kind of looked at me like, yeah, okay. So I, got, I felt I got left down there a little bit. And uh, um, third round, <clears throat> like I said, he was taking me down. And, um, you know, third round is always a dog fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel oh, I'm still young and I'm growing in this sport and I'm going to get to that point to where um, I'll be ready for five-round fights. not saying I'm not now, but I'm saying you need to grow into that to be a world-class fighter for a five-round fight. Same thing with the three-round fight. It's a process. And uh, I feel the third round was just like it was a little bit of a like a dirty fight. You know what I mean? We were slippery. We were sweaty. And uh, we were sliding all over the place. And, um, you know. The most important thing was I got the victory. Nothing I did in the fight was really too too off, in my opinion. Yeah, small small details. It's small details. That. That's what it was. Um. So obviously, this kind of is a question for both of you. Obviously, Jordan, you can kind of elaborate a little bit deeper. Um. I'll give it to Paulie first, in the sense of like Paulie, what sort of uh, regime are you like training regime are you putting Jordan on when you're sort of coaching him or taking him through what's the processes what's the step-by-step whilst working together i mean we just when i bring him in we go through a nice warm-up you know i like him to get very loose um i've been working more with him on spontaneity right so rather than calling a lot of combos uh i really want to kind of strengthen his newer pathways you know kind of throw some show some stuff out there and there might be a specific focus let's say i'm trying to get him to pivot his back foot a little bit more right so I'm looking for that very specific behavior. If you try to focus on too much at one time, uh, it actually accelerates by focusing on one. I have an idea. You know, I don't. I don't want to say too much on the podcast, but we know what we're going to work on for this next fight. Uh, very specific things uh, that are going to make him just just going to send him to another level uh, because I'm not going to be able to away from him, and I can be able to. Again, it's in his repertoire now. He's bringing it out for the fight. So he's already working on that. He's already deliberately working on certain strategies. When he goes to sparks, he goes to know, So whatever I work on with, I have a ripple effect all the way to three. 
<laughs> Jordan, hopefully you catch what I'm about to say. Was Paulie's audio breaking up for you? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I didn't saw, catch, yeah. I caught hardly anything, man. I was, that's why I was laughing. I was like, anyone that's, because obviously I do audio version of this on iTunes and uh, Spotify, so people are going to listen to this one, one bit and be like, um, what was going on there? So, yeah, I don't know what, what was going on, man. I don't know whether uh, your mic was playing up a little bit, but it's cool. It's cool. We'll, we'll go over it anyways. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, there we go. It's better. Um, so, Jordan, what's your training regime like? Obviously, because I know you don't just work with Paulie. You've got other guys sort of in your camp and you're sparring and things like that. What's like the day? Give me a day in the life for you. Day in life for me? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, every day is different for sure, you know, because we have... Um, Different, different aspects of the sport to work but uh you know i'm i wake up in the morning i get get in my routine get going get get some coffee get some breakfast and uh, i roll out to my first training session usually uh if it's monday through friday it's gonna be a two session day um always varying with what coach or what what aspect and um you know i don't know i i get i get a lot of work in at, at, like i said every day is, is different honestly but when you're in camp um, the days seem to be the same. It's gym, come home, play some Fortnite, relax, you know what I mean? My girl likes to cook for me. She cooks really good meals. Um, I get the, the proper nutrition, go back to the gym. When I come home at night, I'm chilling, I'm relaxing, you know, I smoke some weed and just uh, kick back. I got my Flavor X shirt on right here, you know what I mean? I use their products, whether it be CBD or THC. And, uh, yeah, you know, every day is different. I can't even, can't even uh, narrow it down for you. No, that's cool, man. That kind of leads to my uh, my other question is, like, what's your take on obviously uh, smoking cannabis um, whilst you know turning up? Well, do you, I don't know when you smoke it. Do you smoke it like before you go train? Sometimes, like, has it affected your performance in any way? Like, how does it help you? Has it not benefited you? Like, what's your take on it, man? I mean, honestly, like, you know. Marijuana is uh, something that I do for me. I've been having people message me on IG the last couple of days about uh, smoking weed and about, like, the sport and how it, it goes together. And uh, I tell people all the time, like, it's something that, you know, you have to know your situation and move accordingly within your situation. You know what I mean? You can't um, – everybody's situation is different. So, But for me, I enjoy marijuana. I smoke marijuana, you know whenever I feel I need it. And, and uh, sometimes that can be before training. Sometimes it's after training, you know, morning, nighttime. It always varies and it's always different. But uh, I definitely have it in my routine and um, it helps me relax after these sessions. I feel also it helps you recover after your sparring, you know what I mean? I don't get hit often, but if you do take shots at all, you know what I mean? You want to recover those brain cells. Um, and I, I believe that helps with that. Paulie, what's your sort of take on it? Do you have uh... Are you, are you anti? Are you for it? Are you fine with it? You're like, cool, you know, how do you I'm fine with it. I'm cool, you know, like I, you have to like know your fighters, you know, what they what they bring to the game already, you know, what keeps them calm, you know, what what's part of lifestyle. So uh, every fight is different. I have some fighters that, you know, smoke it, some that don't. Uh, I, you know, I personally think it's better than, you know, liquor and alcohol. I think that, you know, really has hurt and killed a lot of people. So, um, you know, drunk driving and, and you know, bad stuff. So, uh <laughs> no fucks given i love it absolutely love it. yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't personally you know get involved with it but uh you know jay does his thing man so uh, it would have been well awkward if paulie had gone to be honest i fucking hated 
Like, I don't know why he does it. He needs to stop that shit. He, cut, he turns up at the gym for sparring, boxing, punching. He's high as fuck. I'm like, what is going on with no, this No, he's dude? mellow, man. He's mellow, man. He's, uh, again, he comes in. I mean, he, when he comes in, he's he's very focused. So, uh, <laughs> very, very focused. No matter what the situation is, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like I said, everybody's situation is different. I grew up different, you know what I mean? I started at a different age than what some people probably started at. So, it, you know, for me, it's all business all the time. I'm I'm a machine, you know what I mean? And well-oiled machines take different things to run, you feel? So, mm. you know, you can catch me drinking two gallons of water a day, and I like to smoke weed, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, outside of that, good nutrition, and that keeps Jordan Young, the machine, running. <clears throat> so what's your, uh, what's, like, your biggest motivator? for achieving the top but like you're doing it for yourself for the money like for your family like is it all those things you know uh the game is uh the game is uh a dirty game you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying like just the people in it or the, the business side of it just like the way it is you can be doing really well and be up and uh then it can it can go bad so uh you know i'm I'm somebody who fights because I believe that uh, I was made for this. I believe that I'm one of the best fighters in the world. I believe I'll keep evolving into one of the best fighters in the world. Someday the best fighter in the world. That'd be nice. I care about the pound-for-pound rankings more than I care about belts. Obviously, the belts help with that. But uh, I'm just looking to do my thing. And uh, obviously, you know, this is prize fighting, not pride fighting. I don't, you know, fight to to show I'm the toughest guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know who I am. uh, And... uh, you know, I, I'm in it for the money, definitely, you know what I'm saying? I, I fight for the prize, and uh, I love to do the business side. I love to be knowledgeable and, and learn about the numbers and uh, how to put deals together and uh, how to know how to uh, be in good position in these deals, not get stuck, you know, come back with a bad counter and not knowing what to do after uh, after somebody makes their move. So. No, man, cool. Well, what we'll do is we'll, um, we'll wrap it up. Uh, we've been going for you know roughly 35 minutes, 40 minutes I think, so it'd be a good time to call it. Um, both of you got two minutes each. Just advertise the shit out of yourselves and who you're sponsored by and whatever. Whoever wants to go first can go. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, most definitely. So I need to give a shout-out to all my sponsors. Obviously, I got Flavor RX um, on my shirt. They're a great company you know, for CBD and as well as THC if you're in the state of California or Nevada or somewhere where THC is uh, recreational or medicinal. And um, also I need to give a shout out to Joe Brammer and Elite Edge Gyms. That's in Des Moines, Iowa. If you're in Des Moines, Iowa, um, anywhere in the Des Moines area, that's the number one gym for fitness and MMA. Um, I also need to um, <clears throat> give a shout out to uh, Eight Man Strong. That's another company who supported me. Uh, I've been I've been with them for a while. You see my coach has their hat on right there. They're great, high quality uh brand that I believe is growing um, obviously in the powerlifting and um, <clears throat> that community but they're ever growing in the MMA community and they're working with uh, what I believe is the, the greatest group of MMA fighters like if you look at um, brands that sponsor fighters I believe they have a really high level roster of fighters um, they're sticking to a core group of guys instead of working with everybody like what a lot of people do and I uh, also need to get a shout out to the American Top Team all of my coaches and uh, all of my training partners, you know what I mean? That's such a long list. Um, they know who they are, and um, 
as we continue to rise up the ranks, hopefully I'll be able to bring them the light, uh, bring them to the light a little more. And I also appreciate you for uh, having me on the podcast. Appreciate you for coming on, brother. Um, Paulie D, floor is yours. Paulie D, man, I gotta come all the way over to England, smack you. <laughs> you knew I'd get it in there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, follow me at uh, Instagram, Dr. Paulie Gloves. Uh, Twitter, Dr. Paulie Gloves. If you're old, follow me on Facebook at Paulie Gloves. Um, uh, check me out on Facebook. I have a bunch of articles from Bloody Elbow. If you uh, like uh, MMA fight science. I uh, just want to give a shout out to my uh, gym, Legacy Martial Arts. Uh, good luck to my fighters this weekend, Quentin Bray uh, and um, Chris Laforte. And uh, man, thanks for having me on, JB. It's been a, it's been fun. Cheers. I'll stop with the Paulie D from now on. That was the last one. All right, I promise. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'll wrap this up. Chat for thirty seconds off camera. First call with you, and then um, yeah, we'll go from there. I'll also put your Instagram links and websites and stuff below. Anything you want me to put in there, I'll put in there. Cheers for coming on, both of you. Appreciate it. Most definitely, my man. Boom.